Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Was this around the time? So you're going to shows, you're 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 listening to the music, you've got this core of friends like Gavin and the others. Is that when the bass kind of came in? Like 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 in terms of like you saw people and you were like, I want to do that kind of thing? Or yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. And why yeah, the bass? That's, that's almost that's almost yeah, it's almost verbatim. You know, um Gavin and I we kind of, we were like, yeah, we should do a band. And, you know, we had never done a band or played music, you know, and, um, and we're like, yeah, we should do a band. We could get in shows free. You know, that was kind of like the, <laughs> the first emphasis and the first like focal point. Um, and it was, you know, for me watching Paul from MIA and then also starting to see um, Dave Mello from uniform choice uh mia were um they were they were punk they were hardcore but they were all really good musicians and other stuff would would sneak in you know and catch your ear and you would you would say like yeah that's you know it's not just thrash it's not just you know loud noise there's there's other stuff in there and it would um it would stick with you and it would, you know, like in my case, it motivated me like, okay, maybe, maybe I could try bass, you know? And why that instrument though? Like what was it about the bass as opposed to like the drums, the guitar, or even being a singer, you know, what, what was that? I had no no desire to sing. Uh, I don't think I, I felt like I could pull off guitar. And despite that bass is not, the instrument that everybody is immediately attracted to, um, I noticed it. Okay. You know, I noticed it and it had its own distinct sound. And when you saw somebody who was really good, you, you know, that you could tell, you know, and and you liked what they did. It wasn't boring. It wasn't, uh, run of the mill. It was something that, you know, made you, your ears perk up. And, you know, you, you saw that and, you know, you heard that. And those, I would say probably those two were the first um, big influences as to why I wanted to pick up bass. So then how does out of this half off happen? Like, like when do you meet them and like, like Vadim, uh, Billy, um, John, um, wh- when does all that happen for you guys? Half off started 
and I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but it might've started like in 1985. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, just starting to hear about them as, uh, we were, we would go to these shows, um, that were a little, um, smaller than the big events and they would have a lot of local bands and, um, half off i remember seeing half off a couple times and they had a demo out and it was you know vadim and jim jeff boetto and then tim the singer and that went on for a while and and um probably about i think maybe 1985 you know i i met billy or maybe it was probably late 85 um because i met dan first and then Dan introduced me to Billy. And um, and then Billy was doing like his Think fanzine and always had shows and taking photos. And then all of a sudden I, I, I found out that Half Off did a new demo tape and Billy's the singer. And, you know, they started doing stuff and I would go see them and I was, you know, I was friends with Billy and then um, eventually um, uh, there was a, a point where Jeff was no longer part of the band. And, you know, Billy was like, hey, I hear, you know, John plays bass. You know, maybe we could have him do it. So I, you know, I tried and, you know, it worked and we did it. And so were you on, because Half Off did, to my recollection, you guys did a 7-inch and you guys did a 12-inch. Was there any more... And were you on all those, all like the vinyl recordings? On the, the, the 12 inch came out first and that's Mm -hmm. who writes your rules. And that was a, um, a combination. Uh, Jeff did some of the tracks and I did some of the tracks that weren't done, uh, when, uh, you know, Jeff's, you know, separation happened. Um, and then the seven inch came out later and that's, that's me. And also, uh, Krishna, Krishna Jane, he was part of the band at that time. And he was in the studio with us. Um, also from around that time, other stuff was recorded and it was never really like intended for official release, but that's the, um, I think that's the seven inch, that I think it was Fred Hammer put out. Okay. And it's kind of like this, you know, um, uh, conglomeration of all this various stuff. And, um, and I'm on that too. So when you go in, you know, you join this band now. So now you've gone from being a guy who likes the music, you know, through your friendship with Gavin, to a guy going to shows, to a guy that's like, which is what we love about this music, is you go to the shows and you're like, hey, if you really want to play in a band and, and you're willing to take the time to learn the instrument or sing or whatever, it's very accessible, which is, a, I, I know what drew me to it. Um, and it sounds like that you were in the same boat. But, like, what was it like then... You're now in the studio recording with a band that you already were a fan of. Like, were you like, you know, like just completely stoked or was it more like, hey, you know, these guys are my friends and I'm stoked to just, you know, I'm now with my friends doing this, doing this band. Uh, it, it wasn't, 
you know, that's kind of, that's kind of odd because it's making me think about it. And it, it was more the way I looked at it was, um, uh, this is my assignment, you know, and this is my job. And these guys, you know, I'm here to, you know, play bass and yeah, I'm part of the band, but I'm focused, you know, that I just, I gotta, I gotta do this and, you know, do it right. And, uh, you know, and it was great to be in the band because all of a sudden, you know, back to, you know, square one, I'm getting into shows for free, you know, and we're playing shows with some of my favorite bands and we're having opportunities to, to interact and, um, you know, perform live and, and people like it, you know, because we all want to be liked, you know, and, um, it was a great, uh, again, a great experience because all those, all those positives were happening. And when you're in that band, one of the things that also kind of strikes me, especially about half off. And I, I feel this way also all about a lot of Dan stuff, the content of what you guys were like of what Billy was singing about, like, was that something that that you thought about? Was there like a lot of collaboration in that, or like did everyone kind of stay sort of in their role of I'm the bass player? You know, Billy's going to write the lyrics. Did you happen to have any hand in any of that lyrical content? Uh, not like not so much in, in lyrics. You know, Billy was uh, very. Um, self-sufficient and always had plenty of ideas and he would he would tell us you know what what the songs were about or what their their meaning was and you know the band would you know for the most part I think agree you know and say oh yeah yeah that sounds good or yeah you know and um and you know myself Jim and Vadim and also Billy were um I think we were just always focused on doing more you know more uh more stuff stuff that's better stuff that hopefully eclipsed the last stuff we did and the band uh the sounds and the music and the ability was just growing by leaps and bounds you know in in 1985 there's a demo you know, with a buzzsaw guitar and, and these, you know, super fast thrash drums. And, you know, by 86, 87, there's more complex, you know, music. And, and Jim was really good about just, you know, absorbing the influences around him and being able to um, take those and do something of his own with it. <laughs> 